righty. Amen. That was an introduction. Now I feel the pressure. Now I feel like I got to get everyone slain. And... <laughs> um, man, it is such an honor to be up here. Um, most of you guys, I don't know if you know me, my name is Daniel. Uh, I'm one of the associates here at this church. You probably see me running around on Sundays uh, taking care of business, or you've seen me on the stage. Right, talking about lineage for the last like two months. Right, that's all I come up here to talk about is lineage, um, which is gonna be powerful. Right, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm just super excited. I get the the privilege to be up here and to share with you guys what God's been speaking to me. Um, this week has been a really cool week actually, because uh, I got to go. Um, What's the church name? Bishop. Macklin's Church. Macklin's Church. Yeah. Glad tidings. So this week, uh, I don't know if you guys know Glad Tidings out in Hayward, uh, but uh, Bishop Macklin is like an amazing man of God, yeah. right? Uh, if you are familiar with the Church of God in Christ, yeah. he's like the third dude from the top. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea, <laughs> so right? I, I don't know anything about the, you know, the black church, and um, I literally, like, PB just called me one day, and he's like, hey, I got to go to this thing. Um, can you just come with me? We're going to get breakfast, and then uh, we may have a session at night. And I was like, oh, I can't go at night. He's like, all right, just come for breakfast. It's going to be all good. I was like, all right, okay. So I went, you know, and I walk in, and, and everyone is, like, dressed up in a suit. And I'm, like, the only Asian dude there. And I was like, oh, okay. So I sit down, and it's like, we're having breakfast, and they're talking about this conference. Um, and it's, like, their 40-year anniversary, right? All of the Church of God in Christ churches are, like, coming together. And I was like, oh, I I thought we were just having breakfast. Like, I have no idea what is going on, right? And so we sit, and they're talking. They're like, all right, so we're going to have chapel, and then after chapel, we're going to have, you know, the panel. You guys are going to sit. You're going to facilitate time. And I'm like, what? Like, Wait, what? Like, I thought we were doing breakfast. And so um, we got to go, and I guess they were doing a, a talk, a panel about um, diversity. Yeah. And so uh, we got to represent. It's so funny. Um, on the pamphlet, it's like, um, this church representing the, the Hispanic church, this church, um, the African church, this church, the Indian church, and then it was like uh, Pastor Benjamin Robinson and Pastor Kim, um, Asia. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, it's like that. So I represented Asia slash Korea. This is, the, this is the funniest part. Well, first of all, I'm like, I, after I found out, I was like, wow, I, I mean, I'm like, okay, I, we're representing Asia. Like, I don't even really speak Korean. Um, I go visit Korea every once in a while. Like, I don't even go to a Korean church, right? Uh, but it was cool. I mean, I just felt honored that um, Bishop Macklin would have me come to represent anything. You know, like, he's been in ministry for longer than I've been alive, right? They're, they're celebrating their 40th year anniversary, and, like, they're asking me to come and talk about diversity. And I'm like... You should be telling me about how to do ministry. Like, I should be listening to you. But it was just so, such a great thing. The funniest part was, at the end, we just had a time where, you know, all the different uh, churches that are represented, they, get, they come and, like, sing a worship song in their, in their native language. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they got everyone coming up. We got the Hispanic church, the Indian church, and the African church. You know, they're doing the thing. And then they're like, all right, now we're going to go to Asia. <laughs> we're going to go to Korea. And in my mind, I'm, I'm looking at people, I'm like, people, I don't know any Korean songs. <laughs> like, it's one thing to speak in Korean, but it's another thing to, like, to, well, to sing, but, like, you know, church language is just a different, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. conversing is one thing, but, and then I was like, people, I don't know anything. 
And then he's like, all right, it's all good. I'll take care of it. And they're like, oh, we're going to Asia. We're going to China. Come on up, Pastor. And then everyone's obviously looking at me. Like, everyone's like, <laughs> and they're just waiting. And then PB gets up, and everyone's like, hmm? Like, what? And then he goes up there, and he gets on the keys, and he sings this, uh, this Korean worship song. I guess P.S. Atado. So everyone's like, what the heck is going on? It was crazy. I mean, it was powerful. By the end, they were like, Pastor, you got to teach us this song. It was crazy. It was so funny. So, you know. A black pastor and a second-generation Korean guy got to go and represent Asia slash Korea. And the black pastor ended up singing the Korean song. So. Uh, it was cool. But all that to say, uh, you know, I felt really privileged. Uh, you know, this house is such a special house. I mean, you look out here, and there's just people of every color. You know, um, something that's very rare. Um, you know, growing up in a Korean church, I never got to experience something like this. Uh, even growing up in the community that I grew up in, um, San Jose, there's just not a lot of diversity, yeah. you know, but uh, just to be able to represent this, this is what God's doing in this house, yeah, yeah. Um, and for people to, like, hear that God is doing this yeah. here is just such a, it's a privilege, it's, yeah. it's, it's a powerful thing that God yeah. is doing something special in our midst, and yeah. so I feel privileged this week, um, and then to be up here uh, sharing with you guys just about what God's been speaking to me about, I just feel very privileged and, and blessed to be here, amen. amen? All right, so we're going to get into it, but let me just pray before we go into it. Let's pray. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, um, for what you're doing here, God. Uh, We thank you for your presence. And Lord, today we just say that your presence is everything to us, God. Your presence is everything. And it's the reason why we do everything, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that this morning, um, God, that you would just give us a revelation of who you are. You would give us a revelation of where we're called to be. You would give us a revelation of where we're going. Lord, I just pray that you would just cover this time. Lord, let your word go forth. God, like a sword, would your word go forth and would it pierce through every heart? Lord God, God, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So I do have a word from the Lord for you. Um, I'm going to speak out of Matthew. And so if we could turn our Bibles or our phones. You know, we don't do Bibles anymore, right? We do our phones. Uh, If you can open up um, Matthew 28. This is a... uh, uh, segment of scripture that probably most of us are very familiar with, um, 16 through 20, right? We understand this to be the Great Commission, yes. right? So I'm going to read it. <clears throat> Matthew 28, 16 through 20, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. 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 Now, a lot of us are very familiar with this passage. And the other day, I was just kind of reading through and, you know, I... You know when you get to, like, passages you know, you're just like, mm, and you just kind of move on. You know, this is, like, something that I've been hearing, you know, from, like, Sunday school, just, like, on. And I, it was, like, a temptation to just be like, all right, let's, let's move on to the next book, yeah. right? Um, but, like, the Spirit of God just, like, like, grabbed my heart in that moment. And um, he started speaking to me. And so just to give some context to what's going on in this passage, right? Um, so Jesus, he goes to the cross, and he goes to the grave. Three days later, he um, rose from the grave, yeah. right? And um, he appears to his disciples and he says, go and meet me in Galilee. Yeah. 
Um, Gather your disciples and meet me in Galilee. So this is the first time Jesus is like addressing his disciples after he rose from the grave. Okay, so this is like the first time his disciples are seeing him, right? And so you just imagine like for them, they're like, oh my gosh, like what what is going on? What is he going to say? And the thing he says to them is all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Mm. right? And I think that is so important. and, And let me share with you the significance of that statement. And so... Um, just, just to explain, the book of Matthew, uh, it was written for the Jews, okay? So when, when Matthew wrote the book of Matthew, he was, ri- he was writing it for the Jews that were um, there in that region. And so when you read the book of Matthew, what you'll notice, even from the very beginning, is that we start with the genealogy of Christ, yeah. and it'll go all the way back to Abraham, yeah. right? And for the Jews, that's like the patriarch, right? That's like the father. We see a connection of the father of the yeah. faith all the way to Jesus, um, as you go through the whole book, you see all of these rituals and festivals yeah, yeah. and all these customs that every good Jew would know, right? Yeah. Every Jew is practicing. It's connecting us to the fulfillment of the Jewish faith, yeah. right? And so what the Jews are waiting for when they're waiting for the Messiah, if you know at the time, like the Jews, they actually didn't have a country to call their own, right? Yeah. They had been conquered. Um, they're living under the rule of the Romans, yeah. right? A lot of the Jews have been dispersed like all throughout the world. Yeah. They're waiting for the Messiah to come mm-hmm. and to establish a kingdom, yeah. Right? And from their understanding, it was a kingdom on this earth. Yeah. So waiting for a Messiah to come and to set them free. right? And so Jesus, he's coming and he's saying, and this is a, he's addressing it, I've overcome the grave. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Yeah. right? And so in their moment, they're probably thinking like, oh, he's going to, this is the beginning. This yeah. is what he's going to do now. Like, we're going for it now. He's going to establish the kingdom, right? But he's saying, yeah. no, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I've already got it. Yeah. I don't need to, con- you know when you go to conquer something, it's because you don't have it yet. Right? But he already has it, right? He's saying in that moment, I already have it, right? All authority in heaven and on earth had been given to me, right? Therefore, go. Right? Jesus already overcame the greatest obstacle, which is death, right? He had ascended into, oh, so after that, I mean, he ascends into heaven, which is crazy also. Um, Jesus overcame the grave. I'm just imagining, like, it's the ultimate mic drop. Like, go make disciples of all nations. I'll, be, I'll surely be with you to the end of the age. <laughs> it's just like, like, that was the last day. That's crazy, right? Like, yeah. no one really said anything about that. Like, Jesus just ascended into heaven. Anyway, okay, I thought that was really funny. But anyway, um, when Jesus ascended into heaven, right, this marked the end of his earthly ministry. Yeah. That doesn't mean it was the end, but it signified his enthronement as the heavenly king. Yeah. Right? He didn't have to conquer anything because he already conquered it. Yeah. But now he was beginning to rule, right? He completed his father's mission and now rules with all authority and intercedes on our behalf with all, sympathy, uh, with all sympathy as our mediator and our high priest, right? And so, like I said, some people wonder why he didn't, like, stay and just conquer, but he already conquered it. And here's the thing, like, I think it's like, why didn't Jesus just come and just show himself to us? Why doesn't Jesus just come and reveal himself to us? I think this is the thing, like, when you force someone into something, yeah. it's never, like, it's never because you want to. Right? Like, you can never force someone to love you. And I think the thing is, like, what Jesus wanted was not just a kingdom where we're his subjects and he rules over us. But what he wanted was a relationship, right? We always talk about it. He, like, he wants a relationship. He wanted love, right? And here's the thing. Like, when you are able to choose, you have that freedom to choose, and you still choose, there's so much more power in that yeah, than saying, yeah, like, yeah. you have to follow me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's a sign of, like, real authority. Like, Jesus was not insecure about, like, yeah. people not really... Yeah. Uh, following him. He's like, I already have the authority. But this is like where it moves into the next thing. It's like, all authority has been given to me, but you therefore go. 
and make disciples, right? Jesus didn't need to prove himself to anybody, yeah. right? He already knew he had it. And um, I have to make this reference. If you know anything about me, I love sports. <laughs> so anytime I talk to you, I'll probably talk about sports. Yeah. And so uh, if you don't enjoy sports, you could just kind of follow me. Um, everyone here should know Michael Jordan. If you do not know Michael Jordan, that is impressive. Right? That is impressive. So um, growing up, I used to watch Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan is, you know, known and accepted universally as the greatest basketball player uh, to ever play the game. Um, I think there was no debate. See, Josh is already laughing. I already know what he's thinking. There is no, there's been no debate. Well, I don't know. But until recently, right? Um, but the thing about Michael Jordan, this is the thing that impresses me about Michael Jordan. Like, I, I listen to a lot of sports radio. I, I watch a lot of, like, shows. And for, like, the last two years, almost every day, it's like the talk is like, is Michael Jordan the greatest of all time? Or is LeBron the greatest of all time? <laughs> right? And I feel like everyone who's in the old school, they're like, it's not even a question. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. But here's the thing. Like, Michael Jordan never comes on the show, and he's like, I'm the greatest of all time. Right. <laughs> Let me show you my, you know, all of my achievements. Let me show you right here, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, the page is just, like, it's endless, right? But all these people are speaking on behalf of Michael Jordan, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like people will speak on his behalf. Like, he doesn't have to say anything. And it's like... I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but he's just <laughs> playing golf, you know, smoking a cigar, whatever he's doing. He's just chilling because he knows. Yeah. He knows. He's like, I already know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen interviews where he's like, they're like, Jordan, do you think you could beat so-and-so one-on-one? He's like, he just looks like so uninterested in that question. He's like, really? You're going to ask me this? And it's an interesting thing because, like, like, I feel like, I don't know, this is my opinion, Okay. I'm already looking at Josh. He's laughing. Uh, this is my opinion, but I feel like the conversation is like now starting to shift because now there's a generation of kids who didn't watch Michael Jordan mm-hmm. play growing up, right? You just hear about him. You, don't, you haven't really watched him. You haven't really seen him play his game. Yeah. And so now we're talking. And honestly, like, I could talk about this to Nazi, but LeBron is good, all right? LeBron is good. But Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, <laughs> all right? And the point is, the point is, he doesn't have to, like, shove it down people's throats. Yeah. He doesn't have to come and say, like, this is, I'm the greatest of all time, right? And that's, like, the true sign, I feel like, of, like, this is real. Like, you are the real, real, right? Yeah, when yeah. you don't have to speak it, but people around you can yeah. testify on your behalf, right? Yeah. That's what Jesus was doing. He was saying, I have all authority, but you, therefore, you go, right? You go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. All right, I had to slip that in there. <laughs> Probably will come up again. All right, so, um, you know, we're trying to connect the fact that Jesus has the authority, and then he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, You know, Jesus spent all of his ministry life, obviously, doing the work of the Lord, but a lot of it was making, pouring into his disciples, right? A lot of what we see and everything that he did, it was like an example. It was like teaching them how to walk a supernatural life, you know, and at the high point of his ministry, like the moment Right before, you know, like, if you're about to leave someone, you know, like, this is your last moment. You kind of, like, want to say something meaningful. You want to, like, I don't know, like, you want to thank them or you want to just, like, everything that you had that time with them, it, like, culminates to this moment. 
right? And, and for some reason, in this moment, the thing he wants to say is, go and make disciples of all nations, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I think it's interesting, and it's like when he rose from the grave, he, like, solidified that this supernatural life that you walked with me to this moment, it was not just, like, a, a trick or it's not just, like, a momentary experience that you yeah. have, but this is a life that you can live. Actually, the authority that I carry, like, you can walk in it, Amen. right? And so the disciples, they, like, receive the Great Commission, right? And then Jesus says, I'll send you a helper. Yeah. They go into the upper room, and then they receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're completely changed. Yeah, like, yeah. they go out, and they have the craziest revival ever, yeah. right? And it, it's the craziest thing. Like, these disciples are all people that are like you and me. Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah. think, like, Jesus picked them, so they must have something special. Like, Peter, like, he must have had something special. But they were, like, you know, regular... Average Joe guys. Like yeah. Peter, when Jesus was getting taken away, like people be like, wait, aren't you, aren't you that guy that was with Jesus? He's like, nah, yeah. that wasn't me. That wasn't me, right? Like he couldn't even say like, yeah, that was me. I was with him. Yeah. He couldn't even say, but like after he receives the impartation of the Holy Spirit, yeah. something shifts. Yeah. And now he's like standing before thousands of people yeah, yeah. and he's preaching the gospel yeah. boldly, yeah. right? And it says, when he preaches afterwards, thousands and thousands of people come to know Jesus. They yeah. give their life to him, yeah. right? I wrote in here 3,000, which is yeah. in their count 3,000 men. So it's like 5,000, 6,000 people, right, yeah. including women and children. But it's like thousands and thousands of people. Like as soon as he, Jesus gave them the, the commission, he said, go, make yeah. disciples. And yeah. he just went. He just started speaking. And thousands and thousands of people are coming. Yeah. And it says that they're not just like repenting, getting baptized, and getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They fellowship yeah. with one another, right? They broke bread. They prayed together. They yeah. sold everything that they had, yeah. and they gave to anyone who needed, yeah. right? And they praised God, and they enjoyed the favor of Like, I look at this, and it's like, this is what it's supposed to look like, yeah. right? And I'm like, man, we're here, like, contending, contending for revival. We're here. We're contending yeah. for God to, like, move. Like, this is what we're contending for. Yeah, this yeah. is, like, what we want, yeah. right? And the question for me is, like, Jesus said, like, the last thing he said to his disciples before is to go and make disciples. And for me, I'm like, am I doing that? Mm. I feel like as I was reading that, it's like, are we making disciples? Like, is, are we going and are we making disciples or are we just like, I don't know. Like, for me, I was like, man, what am I doing, God? Like, do I understand, like, why I'm doing what I'm doing? Yeah, are yeah, we yeah. going to make disciples? Like, how many of us can say in this moment, like, yes, I'm making disciples right now? There are people in my life I know I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, I'm making disciples. I'm pouring into this person's life, yeah. right? And I can like, even like, I don't know, like scale the question back. Like making disciples, all right, this is kind of a lot. Like are we talking to people about Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Do we go throughout our week? Do we, talk, do we even talk about Jesus? Or is this the only place that we go and talk to people? Like everyone here hears about Jesus every week, yeah. right? Like. There are people outside of these four walls that need to hear Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like sometimes we don't even talk about Jesus for six days until we get back here. Wow. And this is what struck me. Like the world can only know who Jesus is through the church, yeah. through our testimony of who he is and what he's done in our life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only way, yeah. right? And if we're just sitting here and we're like doing church here together, which is good. This is great. I'm not trying to like say this is not good. This is awesome. Like, this is where we should come. This is where we should come to experience the Lord together. But, like, what if this is where we came to testify? Man, like, this week I went and I was talking to someone, and, dude, I shared the gospel, and, like, oh, my gosh, his life was changed. Yeah. 
And then you like brought him to church and he's like, this is what happened, right? Like we want to see revival poured out, but it's like we're afraid to talk to people about Jesus. We're like sitting here waiting, God, like bring revival to this place. But Jesus is saying, I, all authority in heaven has been given to me. Wow. Go and make That's disciples. Good. That's good. Yes. We're like, Lord, like bring them to me. <laughs> he didn't say go and wait and they shall come to you. Yeah, right? Yeah. He said go. Yeah. Go and make disciples, right? I feel like every single one of us, we're called to go into yeah. the world. Yes. Right? Like the purpose of the church is not to just meet on Sundays. Yeah. I really yeah. believe that. Like this is a part of it. Yeah. Right? This is, a, this is where we can come and we can... Like, this is our time for the Lord. We've dedicated this time to come together and worship. Yeah. But, like, there's a reason why, like, we're here on this earth, right? We're supposed to be out there, right? Mm. Like, imagine if Jesus ascended into heaven. He said, go, make disciples of the nations. Like, and I will send a helper. And then they went into the upper room. They got the impartation of the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in tongues. They got the gifts. Yeah. And then now, like, they're just looking at each other like, Yo, let me tell you about Jesus. God, you're hurting anywhere? Let me heal you, right? Let me give you a prophetic word. And they, like, didn't go anywhere, right? We wouldn't be where we are, yeah. right? Good. And that's not the point. They had to go. They had to go out. And when yeah. they did, when they just obeyed that one simple thing, like thousands and thousands, like I don't even think Peter probably thought that that was going to happen. Yeah. He probably was just like, I'm going to go and share. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he expected, but like thousands and thousands in that first day, in yeah. that first moment, yeah. thousands and thousands came to know Jesus. Like I know this is a house that's contending for revival, and I believe yeah. like this is, I don't know, this is like the most basic of the basic of like, yeah. I don't know, the Christian message. But I believe like when we were yeah. able to receive it and we were able to like live it out, like yeah. that something is going to happen yeah. in this region, yes. right? Yes. The crazy thing is we live in like this Bay Area, right? Like the, the, the whole world is like represented in this little place. Yeah. Like so many people come, like so many companies are here that make an impact all throughout the world. Just yeah. imagine like if we are going and we're making an influence in those places, like... Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So go and make disciples. So I just break down that uh, that first. Go and make, right? Now there's just like so much to talk about just with the go and make. So today I'm just gonna focus about go, right? Why do we go? Why do we go? Um, I feel like we need to answer that question. Why do we go? For us to really like, if I know the why, then like the what and the who and all those other things, like it just kind of falls into place. Like it gives it purpose, right? So I want to talk about the, the why. Why do we go, okay? All right. In order to talk about the why, we need to talk about the end, okay? We got to talk about the end. So obviously we know like death is not the end. So that means our time on this earth is not the end, okay? Um, a lot of people talk about destiny. A lot of people talk about destiny. I've heard destiny talked about in the context of like, what God has called me to do here on this earth. Um, and that's great. Uh, but that's not really what, like, I want to talk about when I talk about destiny today. I want to talk about destiny in the perspective of eternity. Okay? Like, for me, destiny is, like, where I will end up. And in the Bible, when I look at Revelations, it says, at the end, John says, I saw a multitude of people, right, from every nation, every tongue, and they were standing before the throne, and they were worshiping. For me, like, what I understand is, like, in eternity, right, our time here is just a moment. But for eternity, we will be standing before the throne, worshiping the Lamb. 
we'll be giving worship. And like, you know, this morning it was powerful, like the time in worship is powerful. Like our moments here and our time in the presence of God is powerful. But that's just like a glimpse. That's a glimpse of like what it's going to be like for us to live in heaven, right? Like for eternity we'll stand before the throne in the, in the presence, like face to face. I don't know, like when I've been into like the deepest times of worship, like it's, it's I just don't want to leave that place. I just want to stay there forever. Right? And the promise is, like, our destiny is that we will be in that place forever. Like, that's just, like, a little, little tiny, it's like, that times a million maybe. Right? I don't even understand, but, like, that is just a glimpse for me of what it's going to be like for eternity, right? That is my destiny. Like, as a son, as a daughter, like, we're going to be before the throne. Right? We're going to be in his presence. And, like, that should get us excited. Like, for me, I'm like, I'm looking forward to that day. There are some days where I'm like, Lord, just take me. Because this life is hard, and I just want to go with and be with you, right, for eternity. I just want to be in that place. That's, that's the promise that we have. We're going to be in that place, right? And that's the why. Like, that is our destiny. And so for me, like, what I understand is, like, that is the best thing, right? Like, that is the ultimate best thing for me. And if I know that it's the best thing, my natural reaction to that is I should take as many people with me to that place. Or I should, like, share with as many. I need, to, I need to let people know. And this is how I know that that's, like, it should be our natural disposition. This is how I know. Like, just think about the time, or just think about, like, if you went to the best restaurant you've ever been to. Right? It's, like, the, the best tasting food. It was the best experience. Or, like, I don't know. You went to a movie, and you saw the best movie ever. Right? Or you went to a concert. It was, like, the best experience ever. Like, literally, what is the thing that comes up in your next conversation with somebody? Like, you have to experience this, right? Like, you will not even be talking about it. Like, you'll be talking about something completely different, but it will, you will find a way to weave it in there, right? Like, you will find it. Like, you're on BART. You're like, hey, how's it going? Oh, like, yeah, I'm going this place. Man, have you seen this movie? Man, Tom Cruise is crazy, though. Did you know that he jumped out of the helicopter a hundred and something times? Like, for real, to get that scene perfect. Like, he did all of his own stunts. It's crazy. Like, Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. Right? Like, like if you experience it, like, you could talk about it. Because you're like, man, it was crazy. Like, it blew my mind. Right? Like, if you experience something so crazy, like, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, man, after I watch a Warriors game, you know, because on Facebook, that's all I post about. <laughs> If you're friends with me on Facebook, you know that's all. You can go through my history. That's literally all I talk about, right? It's, you know. Like, when you experience something, like, so great, when something is so real, like, it, you just bleed. Like, it just overflows out of you, right? Like, that's kind of, like, what I imagine. Like, this is our faith. Like, if I'm called to, like, if that's my destiny, like, I'm going to be there. And on Sundays, I experience something so crazy. In my mornings with the Lord, I experience something so powerful. Man, like, it, like, bleeds out of me. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it doesn't even have to be, like, okay, I need a strategy for how I can get this person and manipulate them to, to hear about the gospel and to come to church. Like, no, like, I just talk about it. Like, dude, like, I just experienced something crazy. I just need to tell you. Right? The why, why do we go? Why do we go is so that they would know Jesus. I'm just going to say that a million times, and so you're going to get it. Why do we go is so that they would know Jesus. It kind of flows, right? 
Why do we go? It's so that they would know Jesus. Okay? Like this week, I just want you to be like, oh my God, why am I doing this? It's so that they would know. Everything that we do, all right, is so that they would know Jesus. Like, like my life is supposed to reflect the glory. Like, my life is supposed to, re- like, why do, we, why do we go to work? Why do we, like, love people? Why do I do this thing? It's so that they would know everything in the perspective of eternity, in the perspective of, man, like, I've experienced something great. Like, I need you to know this, right? And, like, I don't know, maybe, like, it's not really jumping, like, what does that have to do? But it's, like, if I need you to know, like, if I wanted to, like, my life is a testimony and a reflection of what it's going to be, right? Like, they need to know. And so that's why, that, like, why do I go? It's so that they would know. They would yeah. know Jesus, right? Yeah. All right, so that's the why, okay? Why? So they would know. So that they would know Jesus, all right? That's the why. Why do we go, okay? Jesus said, therefore go. Why do we go? It's because they don't know, right? The people at your work, they don't know. The people that you meet on the street, people, that, people in your sphere of influence, they do not know. Right? And that is why we go. <laughs> Did I say it enough times? Did I say it enough? I'm going to say it a few more times. Okay? All right. So why do we go? So um, like our sphere, I just want to talk about like our sphere of influence. So it's like why do we, where do we go? Where? Where do we go? And like who do we go to? Right? It's a little different back in the day. Like the context back then is a little different from us, obviously. Okay? Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the question for us is like, well, who do we go? Like, how do I respond to the Great Commission? Like, what, like how do I do this? I don't really know, yeah. right? I just, I think it's as simple as this. Like, what is your sphere of influence, okay? Like, wh- when I say that, it's the sphere of influence is the people that you can, okay, so influence, influence, oh, let me talk about this. Influence is, in definition, it says, the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or the behavior of someone or something. Okay? So basically, influence is simply equals the personal impact that I can make on the people around yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Your, your personal sphere of influence are the people that you can personally interact with. So the people that are immediately around you. Yeah. Right? When you go to work, who do you see? Who do you talk to? Your family, mm. right? When you're walking on the street, when you're getting checked out at the grocery store, like the people you talk to, those are the people that you are in your sphere of influence, okay? It's important. I think it is important. And like you'll say like every sphere is different, right? My sphere is different. Grace's sphere is different. Chung's sphere is different. Chinway's sphere is different. Sphere is different. And that's important. I think that's an important part. Why? It's because if we all had the same sphere of influence, we're just talking to the same people. That's why it's important for us to get out of this this place. Because in this place, our sphere of influence is, is all the same, yeah. right? We're literally talking to the, I mean, obviously, like, in this group, we're not talking to everyone, which is, like, why community groups is important, right? But, like, we have to go because where you are in your workplace, where you are represented, it's, it's important. Like, your influence yeah. is important, right? Like, when you go into work, these people, I will never talk to them, yeah. right? These people, I will never see, Right? But that's why you need to go. Like, your sphere of influence is important. So you look at Peter and you look that's at Paul, so right? They didn't talk to the same people. It said Peter was apostle to the Jews. Paul was apostle to the Gentiles, yeah. right? PB is apostle to the Koreans, yeah. right? <laughs> like, everyone has their own sphere of influence, right? That's true. It's actually funny. PB actually did say this week, 
he was like, you know, I don't know why, but, uh, you know, to Peter, God sent to the Jews, Paul, he sent to the Gentiles, and to me, he sent me to the Koreans. And, uh, my wife is Korean, you know, all that. Um, but we all have our sphere of influence, right? Yeah. Like, imagine if our whole, a whole company was just made up of CEOs. Like, the CEO is supposed to be at the top, but if everyone in the company is a CEO, like, nothing is going to get done. Yeah. Right? You need every piece, right? Every yeah, piece yeah, is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now we might feel like our sphere of influence is small. Like, if it's just the people that we can touch, right, like, how is that going to make a difference? Like, I think for me that, like, is important. Like, how is the people yeah. that I influence, like, how is it that that's going to make a difference, yeah. right? Because I want to do something. Um, Josh, can you stand up and just, without moving, just try to touch, okay, just try to tap as many people as you can, Right? <laughs> That's pretty good. Josh has pretty long arms, so he, he, he can do pretty good, right? But, like, the point is, like, it, it's limited to his, the, his arm reach, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. It seems really small. In, in, like, the, in the context of, like, this whole room, it seems really small, yeah. right? But now let's try this. Josh, why don't you grab, like, two people's hands? And if he grabs your hand, like, now you have to grab somebody's hand, okay? And if they grab your hand, you need to grab someone else's hand. So, Robin, you got to grab someone's hand, bro. All right, you gotta, you, you just gotta, we're just going to keep going. All right, now, now when you are holding someone's hand, I want you to lift it up, okay? Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Wow. I, okay, I, okay, their arms are getting tired. But you get the point, right? You get the point. It's like when Josh was just doing it with his hands... It was, like, limited to just, like, yeah. like, the this. But, like, influence is not just limited to who you touch, but, like, when you influence someone, they can influence someone else. Yeah. Right? And so when Josh influences someone, like, eventually the whole room yeah. Yeah. would have been yeah. holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, like, the power of influence. Okay? And Jesus knew, like, Peter, he, he preached. And I guess Peter has really long arms because, like, thousands of people yeah. came to know Jesus that day. Yeah. Right? But, like, here's the thing. From that place, yeah. the gospel will spread yeah. to the ends of the earth. And now, here in America, yeah. in Emeryville, yeah. we're talking about Jesus. Yeah. Right? 2,000-something years later, we're still yeah. talking about Jesus. Yeah. That's the power of influence. Right? And so a lot of us, we feel like our influence is small. But it's actually not. Yeah. It's actually not. Your influence is actually bigger. It becomes a network. Yeah. Right? The, this is the funniest story. Like, you know, everyone says, like, everyone's connected like seven degrees, whatever. Like so, in college, uh, I went to Taiwan, and I we like my church at the time. We were uh, teaching English to kids who just were coming from uh, like troubled homes. They don't have the opportunity to get that kind of uh, education. Yeah. And so we partnered with a church in Taiwan there, and I met this guy. His name's Ray, and like we just like instantly connected, <laughs> right? And like I don't know, like. He, well, he speaks English really well, but, like, we didn't even know each other that well. Like, we literally, like, it, I was there for, like, two weeks. Yeah. So, like, how much can you really get to know someone in two weeks? I guess a lot. Like, because there was, like, an instant connection where I was, like, this dude, like, I feel this guy. Yeah. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, there's some people that you just meet, and you're, they're just, like, your spirit just, like, recognizes each other. And you're, like, man, I don't know you, but I feel like I really know you. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah, like we're yeah. really close, right? And so, like, I went there that year, and then I left, and we were really close. We're like the butt buddies there, right? Yeah. And then the next year, I went back, and like 
we hung out again. Like, I, I met his family, and, like, we hung out. Like, he invited me over. Like, like it was crazy, yeah. right? Um, I felt like there was this, like, closeness that we had. And then, so I didn't, like, after that, like, I didn't see him again for a really long time. And, like, t- like there were a couple moments where I think, like, five, six, seven years later, huh. ten years later, he was like, yo, um, I'm, like, coming to the Bay. I don't know if you're, like, available, but, like, would you be free? Like, would you be free to just meet? And so, like, I remember we met, and it was, like, really cool. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like, I met you. And literally, I, we talked for, like, two weeks. I felt so close. And now, like, ten years later, like, we're still connected. That's, like, yeah. crazy, right? And then, like, earlier this year, he's like, yo, like, um, I have, like, so he got married. He's like, my brother-in-law is actually moving to Emeryville. He's like, are you still there? Like, can he, can you, can you, like, connect with him so, like, he come out just, so, like, he's here, right? That is here, and he, like, came out, right? And it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. But, like, in my mind, I was, in that moment when I met Andy, like, I was like, you know, this is the craziest thing, because literally what I thought was just, like, I'm, like, going to Taiwan, like, I could never see this guy, like, in my mind, I was like, I could never see this guy again. Obviously, with social media and stuff like that, it's like, you can kind of keep in touch. But I was like, you know, like, this is like a moment, I felt like it was a moment thing. Like, he's just in my sphere of influence. But, like, because of our connection, like, he ended up marrying this girl. And her brother, like, went to Berkeley, and he's, like, now here. And now suddenly, like, because of our connection, like, he's here. And, like, he's in this family now, right? And for me, I was like, wow, that, like, blew me away. And, like, it seems like our connections with people, right, our interactions with people, yeah, it, like, yeah. seems so meaningless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't meaningless for me because, like, I really enjoyed my friendship with, yeah. with Ray, but it's crazy how, like, that simple thing yeah. and that time was able to make that kind of impact on someone yeah. else's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was crazy yeah. to me. That, like, is the power of influence. I'm not trying to say, like, I have influence over Ray's life or anything, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that it influenced him to come here, yeah. right, is crazy. Right? And that's the kind of influence that we want to have. Yeah. And so when we know why, why do we go? Yeah. It's so that they would know Jesus. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. when that is clear to us, yeah. I feel like that becomes the rubric for how we live our life. Yeah. You know, like um, why do we go? Like why do I do anything? Why do I, in my workplace, why do I live excellently? Right? With my family, why do I love them well? Yeah. It's like, for me, like, when I was, like, reading, when I was, like, hearing this from the Lord, it, like, everything became so clear to me. It's like, why do I do what I do? Like, yeah. everything becomes clear from that perspective. Yeah. Like, Good. if I know my why is so that they would know Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that Jesus would be reflected by my life, yeah. man, like, that gives me the perspective to live, right? Good. It's like family. Like, family is, like, the, the easiest place of influence. And the thing with family is sometimes, like, Family is sometimes the hardest place. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, thinking about it, and, like, family, they, like, see everything. Yeah. Right? Like, they know everything, too. Like, you can't, like, so with some people, you can fake it. And later, they're like, what the heck? Like, I didn't know this. But, but like, with family, they know you. Yeah. Right? If you're, like, trying to fake it, and you're like, oh, Jesus, but you're not really meaning it, it's like they know. Yeah. Right? But, like, if you, with your family, like, if you're, like, I want to love intentionally, like, I want Jesus to exude out of my relationship, like, I want, this is the place where I learn, right, about relationship, about, like, my father, right? If that can be the place where we can shine, like, I feel like it's any, like, with work, right? What is your, what is your reason? Like, why do you go to work? 
Like Jimmy, a couple weeks ago, he like shared about the workplace. Yeah. And it's like some of us, we like zombie through the week. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm just going to work and I can't wait to go home. Yeah. I can't wait for Friday. That's why we have terms like, like hump day. It's like, it's halfway. Yeah. We're halfway there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, is money the reason why you work? Is that your why? Like, what is your why, right? Is money your why? Like, whatever your why is, it binds you, right? If money is, like, your why, then literally, like, your job has all the influence over you, right? You're just doing it for that paycheck. Like, I clock in, I clock out, right? I go and I just do whatever I need to do, and then I'm done, right? I don't need to be excellent. I mean, like, obviously, you want to get promoted. Like, you want to stay at the job, right? But what I'm saying is, like, there's a limit to how much you need to, because your why is just, I just need that paycheck or whatever it is, wow. right? Is it status? Then I'm just going to do whatever it takes to just get that. But if my why is so that they would know Jesus, yeah. right? How much more important then is my interaction with people, yeah. right? How much more is it that my work is excellent? How much yeah. more important is it that, yeah. like, Jesus is shown, right? Why is it so important that we're excellent in that place, yeah. right? Like, when you go to work, can you say that the people who know you, they see Jesus, Right? What is your reputation there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, bef- like, before I, well, there was a, a period of time where I worked somewhere else. <laughs> All right? And I can honestly say, like, I was miserable there. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the place. Um, but, like, just for me, I was just not in a good place in my life. Yeah. And then it reflected yeah. in my countenance. It reflected in, like, the vibe that I gave off, yeah. right? Like, and it was worse because I worked at a school. So, like, <laughs> I'm with kids, right, and stuff like that. But, like, I can honestly say that Jesus was not reflected <laughs> from me. But, like, that is, that's the reality, though. Like, if that's your sphere of influence, like, man, what, is people, what are people thinking about Jesus through their relationship or through their interaction with you, yeah, through what yeah, you reflect, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. Like, what is your why? Why do you go? To go so that they may know Jesus, right? It's crazy. Like, even in the simplest interactions, right, um, you hear stories of people, they go, I don't know, they're, like, in the checkout line, and they, like, strike up a conversation with someone, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, speaking into their life. Has anyone experienced that? Right? Like, the Spirit of the Lord just guides you, Mm -hmm. and you're, like, after the experience, you're, like, whoa, like, that was crazy, you know, but God does that. Like, I remember there was a time where I was hanging out with my cousin, and he's like, yo, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I need to go meet with some of my friends. Uh, they're some entrepreneurs. Um, they started this business, right? And this was before, this is before, like, they had food delivery services. Now, like, you're hungry. You're like, oh, I'm going to call up this place. They're going to deliver food for me, right? But they were, like, the first ones to do this. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of Spoon Rocket, but that was, like, the original one, yeah. right? And he was like, yo, let me just, like, meet up with my friends. You go meet them. And, like, yeah. we're there. And we're just showing, like, I'm literally not even thinking about God. I'm, I wasn't there thinking, like, all right, I got to get them to know Jesus. Like, yeah. what am I going to say? What am I going to do? I'm just there. And then yeah. the dude is, like, we're talking. And the dude is, like, you know, there's, like, some. I don't, this is really weird. I'm really sorry. This is really weird. But there's, like, something special about you. <laughs> and he's, like, I don't know what it is. But, like, when you talk and stuff, like, there's just this brightness that comes off of you. And I was like, wow, that's, thank you, that's crazy. <laughs> and I just recognized immediately in that moment, like, it was an opportunity. Like, the, like God was giving me a moment, you know. 
And I was like, you know, like, he's like, what do you do? And we were talking, and I was like, you know, I work for a church. I'm a pastor there. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, how did, how did you end up there? And I was, like, just talking to him, and I was sharing with him about, man, like, I was depressed. You know, I was so insecure about what people thought about me. You know, like, I literally, like, lost who I was because I was so scared of what people thought. I was literally like a chameleon. Like, whatever you wanted me to be, that's who I would be. And then, like, I discovered this love. Like, Christ came, and he was like, I love you for who you are. You don't have to do anything for me. And that, like, changed me. And I literally, it was, like, literally, like, less than five minutes. And I shared with the man, like, it was, it's, like, the craziest thing. It changed my life, right? Like, I have confidence now. Like, I can be happy, and I can live my life. And it, 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 like, changed my life. And for me, like, in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, people need to know this. Um, and I, God called me into ministry, and now I do what I love to do. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. And he immediately in that moment opened up and was like, you know, I used to go to church. I grew up in the church. I went to youth group, and then when I went to college, like, I fell away. I, like, stopped going. And I was like, why? I, like, like, there are people who, like, I felt like spiritually manipulated me, you know, like, they judged me because of, like, the things that I did. Like, why would I go there when they don't love me? And, like, I just got to share and, like, minister, like, a brief moment. Yeah. And literally after that day, you know, we, like, connected on Facebook, right? So we're Facebook official. And then he, like, messaged me, and he's like, yo, like, I want to meet up with you. Like, I want to talk to you. And he, like, sat with me. He's like, he's doing this spoon rocket thing, which is, like, crazy. And he's like, you know what? Like, maybe I need to go into ministry. Like, I want to give my life back to the Lord. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 bro. No, bro. Like, no, we need you to do this. But he's like, I just feel like after that conversation with you, like, something changed inside my heart. Like, I, like, need to go back. And he was like, like, after that day I talked to you, I went back to that church that I grew up in. And all of that bitterness that I had towards these leaders, like, I went back to them. And I told them, like, I forgive you. And he's like, something happened. Like, like, I feel free. Like, I feel like my life has changed, right? And he's like, man, like, I'm so excited. Like, can you, like, help? Like, can you walk with me? Like, can you talk with me? Like, how do I do this? I don't know what to do. And so we, like, connected, and I got him, like, I helped him get plugged into a church. And it was, like, the craziest experience, yeah. you know, like, just in that moment, yeah. right? But that's what I'm talking about, like, that's our influence, yeah. right? That's, like, the influence that we each have. Yeah. And for me, like, when I look at this passage of Scripture, and I look at us in this time, like, what does it mean to respond to the Great Commission? Like, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Like, what if we went into our workplace, and, like, everything we did, it was, like, to reflect the glory, like, and then Jesus saw, like, God gave us those opportunities to share, right? I'm not saying, like, you need to shove Jesus down everyone's throat. Yeah. But it's like, what if our life was that light and people saw us and they're like, you know, there's something different yeah, about yeah, this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. right? But we get that opportunity. Like, what if we're able to do that, yes. right? One more sports thing. <laughs> I told you guys I love the Warriors. I love Steph Curry. Um... If you don't know who Steph Curry is, again, I'm impressed. But I guess, I don't know. But anyway, Steph Curry, he's like a man of God. He's, he's a believer. Um, the thing with Steph is that, you know, he is not like athletic beast that like some of these other people are. Like Jordan, LeBron, like all these guys, they're like a physical specimen. Their athleticism is like off the charts. Like from, from high school, people were like, this kid's going to be amazing. But Steph is not like that. Right, Steph was like this short, skinny dude. Like he wasn't fast, he wasn't quick, he didn't have all the skills, but he could shoot. 
right? And he tried hard. And he won, like, the most valuable player award two years in a row, right? He did something that no one's ever done before, unanimous MVP, right? Like, in the, in the context of, like, changing things, like, he's changing the game in a way not a lot of people has, right? Yeah. Like, people are shooting threes more. Okay, some, for some of you guys are like, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> anyway, Steph is an amazing player because he tries really hard. Like, there is an excellence that he carries, yeah. right? And it's not because he has this innate gift, but it's just he tries hard. Yeah. But not only that, like, he is a family man. Yeah. He, like, loves his kids. He, like, supports the community. He does all these things. And, like, obviously there are other people um, who are sports. But, like, the point is, like, he has, he understands that he has this, like, platform, yeah. right? And he lives his life in a way where people are like, you know, like, this Steph Curry guy, he's really good. But there's also something different about him. Yeah. There are people yeah. who play sports, and they're, like, in the news because, I don't know, they're getting caught, like, doing drugs. Yeah. They're, like, beating their wives, yeah. right? They're, like, doing all these crazy things. But, like, Steph is doing something different, and people are asking, like, why? Yeah. Like, why? And, like, this is a quote that Steph, I, I remember hearing about, and I thought it was so good, right? He said, I'm not a guy who's going to be trying to bash people over the head with the Bible. I want people to know that they, when they see me play, that there's something different, that I play for something different. And whether I'm talking about it or not, I just hope by the way that I carry myself and by the way I play the game, they can see that there's something different about that guy, that they find out what it is and when they know, and then they know. It's a part of who I am, right? And they find out what it is and they know, right? His why. His why is so that they would know. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say that. <laughs> but his why is so that they would know. And it's like they ask him questions like why. Like why do you do these things? Yeah. And it's not just because he has good morals. It's not just because he wants to be excellent, right? The end game is not to be the best for the sake of being the best. Yeah. But like there is a purpose, and for us, like, our lives here on this earth, yeah. there is a purpose, yeah. right? It's not just for us to be the greatest. Yeah. That's, like, not the end goal. Yeah. The end goal is so that people would know. Like, imagine if you went to heaven and, like, when you get to heaven, you see people yeah. that you know, like, you talk to, yeah. and they're there. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be, like, the greatest, yeah. the greatest testimony is, yeah. like, man, I go to heaven and for eternity, like, like because of what God did through me, like this person is here, yeah. and we can worship together. Wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. Right? <laughs> I'm going to do this. Just one more thing. Um, you know, there are going to be days where our yes, or our, our why is not very clear. Yeah. You know, there are days you wake up and you're like, I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's two things that I, I want to say to you that, I want you to, like, remember is Number one is, like, Jesus is the answer, yeah. right? He is the answer for everyone, yeah. right? Like, it, like, I can talk to anybody at any time, anywhere, because Jesus is the answer. And number two, your life is an influence, yeah. right? No matter what you do, good or bad, like, you're imp- impacting somebody, yeah. right? For parents, like, your kids are watching you, yeah. right? Whether it's good or not good, like, your kids are watching you, right? When you go to work, people are watching you. If you're a teacher... Your students, they're watching you, right? People are watching us. Like, you're an influence. And I think the devil always comes, right, with those two things. It's like, is Jesus really the answer, right? Is he really going to take care of you? Is he really going to do that? Or do people really care about what you do? Do people really care about you? Are you really important, right? But I think at the end of the day, this is the answer, right? The end game is worship. Um, 
I know it's kind of like everywhere, but at the end, like, is worship. I said, like, you know, in Revelations, John saw the multitude yeah. and they were worshiping, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, I feel like the why and the reason, it always comes back to this, like, is worship. Yeah. And I think that's why Sundays are important. That's why our times with the Lord is important. Yeah. Because when I worship, like, my eyes fixed on something above me, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If I don't worship, I get consumed by the, like, my life, my worries, my circumstances, yeah. right? Like, who is doing what to me? Um, at my workplace. But when I worship, I remember who he is. I remember what he's done. I remember that his presence is everything. I remember that Jesus is the answer, right? Why do we go? So that they would know Jesus. And so this week, this is my challenge to you. Um, Just remember that. Like, what is your why? Why do you go? Like, we all have to go somewhere. Like, the reality is, like, we all go somewhere. But why do you go? Right? And I hope you can remember is so that they would know. Yeah. <laughs> we go so that they would know Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, like I don't think Peter thought in that moment when he got up and he spoke mm-hmm. with that boldness mm-hmm. that the trajectory of history would be changed forever. Wow, yeah. That one moment, it flowed all the way to this moment now. Yeah. Right? From that sermon to this one. Mm-hmm. Like our lives were changed. Each of us, right? Yeah. And if we can look at it from that perspective, like that, our every moment, we don't know. We like Peter didn't know that we were going to be meeting here in Emeryville, yeah. in the year 2018, right? Yeah. With all these people here, he didn't. That's not what he was thinking about. But what he understood was that, like God told me to go, and He was going to do something, right? And I feel like for us, man, we're contending for revival. We're contending for a move of God. Yeah. It's bigger than this, right? It's like we, we want something to, we want God to be known in the Bay Area. Amen. And I really believe that, you know, this simple like Sunday school like message, right, yeah. to go, yeah. I feel like that is like the beginning. Yeah. When we understand yeah. that what yeah. I do in my life is bigger than my own, Amen. and we understand that like every moment is so important, yeah. right? It's not about, like, having to do something specific, but understanding that my life is a reflection of his glory. I feel like that's the beginning. Those are the steps that we could take. I feel like God wants to release his glory. God wants to release his kingdom. And all we have to do is just take one step. Can we do that? Yes. All right, let's, can we all stand? to close our eyes just take a couple moments and just like what is your sphere of influence like what are those places and I know I said like why do we go I said it a million times but like maybe your why is different in this moment when you just like honestly assess and honestly reflect like maybe your why is different That's not what it is, and that's okay. It's okay if you're not in that place. But if it's not, could you begin to ask, God, would you begin to change my why? God, I want to know your glory. I want to know your glory. 
I want that experience of being in your presence. I want to remember that. That is the end goal. God, that's where I want to be. God, that's what I long for. And not just that, God, I want others around me to be in that place. I want them to know you. I want them to know you. I want purpose in my life. I don't want to just zombie through and hate or despise or just not know why I'm doing what I'm doing. God, this morning, I just pray, God, that you would release that revelation, God. Yeah. God, that your presence is everything to us. Amen. God, that you are all we want yeah. and all that we long for. Mm. God, I just pray that that would be the cry of our hearts. God, as we gather in this place, God, that's what we would be contending for. God, to see you. To see you, God. To see your glory. Amen. Amen. To know you. Mm. And God, I just pray that as we receive that, God, that our lives would be changed. God, there would be a hunger, God, to see your kingdom, God, established here on this earth. God, more than ourselves. God, more than ourselves. God, I just pray that that desire, God, that you would place it within us, God. Maybe there are some people here who are like, man, I haven't tasted that. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to know the why because yeah. I've never, I don't have that, I haven't had that experience. I don't really know that. God, for those who are longing for that, Lord, I pray, God, that you would come and that you would encounter God, that you would reveal yourself, Lord. Would you reveal yourself, God, in such a real way, God, God, come and overwhelm your people, God. God, we are longing for you. Lord, as we go forth today, God, would you give us renewed purpose? God, would you give us renewed vision? God, would you give us renewed clarity? And I thank you, Lord, God, that, that you are wanting to do something bigger, God. And God, you are inviting us to be a part of that. So, God, we thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.